next on the 5 o'clock report. Our busiest weekend yet to date. Five inches of rain. A respectful reflection of what the drivers need. Children here who are going to be missing their daddy. Let's make them pay a price for killing. Donald Trump is siding with a thug. Climbed 11 cents in the past week alone. Search and see if we can find it. And I'll... Ah. Now, let's go to the newsroom. Good afternoon and welcome to the broadcast. I'm Family Life News anchor Sarah Harnish. It is the end of a three-day weekend for many in New York and Pennsylvania. Some spent President's Day on the slopes after a half a foot of snowfall in Pennsylvania this past weekend. We got about five, six inches of snow here. As a result, we've had our busiest weekend yet to date. We love skiing. It snowed a lot yesterday and it's pretty fun with all your friends. Going fast and getting adrenaline boosted through my veins and hitting big jumps. This place is awesome. The snow and the cold, not so good for electric vehicles. Megan Chobot charged her car in PA. With this trip, we were surprised the one time that we were able to make it the whole way on one charge. (laughs) It was 15 degrees this morning in Williamsport, and that can drain a battery faster in an electric vehicle, forcing drivers to charge at odd places and times. 30 million people are under flood watches in California after another series of storms slams the state. You get into a situation where you've got another two, maybe five inches of rain coming over the next couple of days, and that creates a situation uh, where mudslides and landslides and debris flow are much more likely. The rain started last night, causing flash flooding and down power lines. A day later than planned because of rain, but the Daytona 500 started an hour ago at 4 p.m. Dwayne The Rock Johnson is this year's grand Marshall and gets to tell the drivers to start their engine. Well, I really want to make sure that um, my words and my energy is uh, a reflection and a respectful reflection of what the drivers need from me and also what the fans need. CBS's Peter King has a preview. The so-called Super Bowl of racing starts under sunny and clear skies, far cry from the torrential rain that washed it out yesterday. And there's actually a doubleheader because Saturday's Xfinity 300 has also rained out. The Daytona 500 attracts well over 100,000 fans, but some couldn't stay for today's running because real life got in the way. Police in Colorado Springs have arrested a suspect they believe killed two people in a dorm room at the University of Colorado. They say it was not random. The suspect and victims knew each other. In Minnesota, we're learning more about the gunman who killed two police officers and a paramedic in Birdsville. Our community is broken right now and our hearts are heavy. There are little children here who are going to be missing their daddy. Police said today the gunman had a long criminal history and had lost his right to own weapons. We asked for healing. We're heartbroken. We are heartbroken. That gunman dead. The governor says flags will fly at half-staff, honoring those who lost their lives. Israel has set a deadline for its ground assault on Rafah. An offensive in Rafah will go ahead if Hamas does not release the remaining hostages by the time of Ramadan. Now that is the Muslim holy month, which begins in early March. Now to Europe. And Yulia, the wife of opposition leader Alexei Navalny, spoke about her husband's assassination in Russia for the first time today. Putin Putin she blamed Russian President Vladimir Putin for his death. Navalny's widow says her late husband was poisoned with the same drug that nearly took his life several years ago. South Carolina Senator Lindsey Graham wants Russia to be designated a state sponsor of terrorism. Let's make them pay a price for killing Navalny. It would allow the Navalny family to go to U.S. court and sue Putin's Russia for killing of their loved one. A state sponsor of terrorism designation is a game changer. It would allow more sanctions. It would open up the American courtroom. Joe 
Biden had a bit to say on the issue today, too. The president took aim at Donald Trump and top Republicans for their relationship with Vladimir Putin. The way they're walking away from the threat of Russia, the way they're walking away from NATO, it's shocking. Shocking, he called it. GOP presidential hopeful Nikki Haley agreed. Donald Trump is siding with a thug who just killed his political opponent. He's going to side with him over the allies who stood with us after 9-11? All that does is embolden Putin. Haley and Trump face off in South Carolina's primary on Saturday. Biden said today he's considering more sanctions against Russia. The impeachment trial of Homeland Security Secretary Alejandro Mayorkas gets underway next week in the U.S. Senate. An acquittal appears to be a foregone conclusion. Mayorkas was impeached by the House last week for failing to secure the southern border. He's the first cabinet secretary to be impeached in nearly 150 years. LeBron James made history this past weekend at the All-Star Game in Indianapolis. He appeared for a 20th time in the midseason classic. He wasn't on the court long because of an ongoing treatment for his ankle. He said today if he stays healthy, he'd like to play in the Paris Olympic Games this summer. Still to come on the 5 o'clock report, gas prices up, guardrail safety on highways, and a high chase pursuit in Lockport. But weather first with Kevin Williams. The next couple of days look rather placid, peaceful around these parts. Temperatures getting to early spring-like levels come midweek. But overnight, it's gold for sure, partly cloudy to occasionally clear. Low temperatures in the teens to near 20. On Tuesday, plenty of sunshine with a moderating afternoon chill and a high in the 30s to near 40. On Wednesday, plenty of sunshine and milder. High temperatures on Wednesday in the 40s to near 50. Some rain or showers come our way on Thursday. Thank you, Kevin. We'll take it. Checking the stories, making news where you live across New York and Pennsylvania. Gas prices have risen to their highest level since November. The national average has climbed 11 cents in the past week alone. It does mean that as you hit the roads then in this President's Day weekend, it will cost you the most it has in three months to actually fill up. New York, 327 a gallon. In Pennsylvania, it's 354. Part of the problem is a U.S. oil refinery that went offline for an entire week, impacting the price at the pump. New testing into highway safety shows guardrails are not stopping cars and crashes. Experts say when guardrails were designed decades ago, cars were lighter. Batteries on electric vehicles and heavier gas-powered vehicles like trucks negate the benefit of the rail. We're going to have to prepare new roadside infrastructure to capture these vehicles. Stephen Eimer lost his 17-year-old daughter in Iraq with a guardrail that injured instead of protected because of the weight of the vehicle. That same trauma that I've experienced is experienced by families on an almost daily basis across the United States. Well, that's my goal now is to rob America's streets of future victims of traffic violence caused by guardrails. He says they all need to be replaced. The White House and Senator Chuck Schumer announced a $1.5 billion grant to create semiconductor jobs in New York today. Family Life's Jeremy Miller has the story. Schumer said the grant will help fund projects that are expected to create thousands of jobs. The money is earmarked for a 10-year, $12 billion investment into Malta, New York-based Global Foundries, one of the largest computer chip producers on the planet. It's funded by the Chips and Science Act, and Schumer projects it will create 9,000 union construction jobs and 1,500 permanent manufacturing jobs over the next 10 years. A senior administration official says most of the jobs would be in New York.
Jeremy Miller, Family Life News. Corning Incorporated is laying off more workers. 20% of its employees at the Corning Irwin plant in New York's Southern Tier will be out of a job by mid-May. Two people are dead after a high-speed chase in Lockport, New York. A driver and passenger in a stolen vehicle refused to pull over and hit a tree on Saturday night. Obviously, uh, pursuits are can be dangerous. Um, you know, we, we had to make sure that we maintained a safe distance and that there was safety uh, because of the speed. So uh, this ended tragically. Um, you know, this could have been avoided. The car that crashed was stolen from Rochester. Both of those killed were from Rochester. Delays in FAFSA forms are causing headaches for prospective college students and their families. Mark Laurie is superintendent of Niagara Falls City Schools, and he calls the entire process. A mess. I'm hearing a mess, and I'm hearing frustration, and I'm hearing uh, concern. The rollout has been disastrous. The U.S. Education Department says those FAFSA forms won't be available until sometime in March. They're usually available months earlier in October. Students need to fill the forms out to determine how much federal aid they'll get for college. Because of the FAFSA delays, SUNY has delayed until mid-May its deposit deadline for students. And President's Day today was a school holiday in many places, and some school districts are out all week. Bob Price asked educational advocate Ralph Kerr about winter breaks on school calendars. Let's listen in. Why not just give the kids more time off in the summer, Ralph, instead of taking that week off in the bleak midwinter? What say you, good sir? Well, you know, you get me into trouble very often with some of your questions, and yeah. you're going to get me in big trouble if I ever suggested that we do away with the winter break, which we're currently on. And if you talk to uh, school staff, you would not have a talking point very long with them because they love hmm. the break in the winter. But you know, in New York State, not all the schools take this week. Many of them take two weeks at Easter, which makes scheduling in some schools just a real problem. So this is a longstanding tradition. I don't think it's going to change in in uh, my lifetime, at least. And it is a, a basically a teacher preference. The teachers earn it, and it's a lot different when you're in upstate New York versus the Bahamas or something yeah. during winter break. Uh, there's a huge debate in Pennsylvania about taxpayer dollars funding school voucher programs. I know that a lot of people will not agree with me on this one. But I think the money should follow the students. And the reason I say that is because I believe that if you're providing the best educational program that you can provide in a public school, you don't have to worry about people going, uh, wanting to take their money in a school voucher. It's all about accountability for the program that you're offering. We've talked about these FAFSA forms and the delays and the headache that's caused. Ralph, uh, Governor Hochul made news last week. She wants to make it mandatory that high schoolers fill out the FAFSA form, arguing that there's about $200 million left on the table every year. Well, let me ask you question here. Do you need a plumber or an electrician or a welder or a hairstylist? None of those people that have those skills, which are highly sought after skills these days, need to worry about a FAFSA form. Anytime the governor or any governmental agency says, let's make this mandatory, I get really nervous. 
You can hear more of Issues in Education online anytime at familylife.org. It's time next for tonight's Market Report brought to you by Faithward Advisors. Wall Street is dark today with stock markets closed in observance of President's Day. The U.S. bond market will also be closed. When trading resumes back tomorrow, it will be a little bit lower after a close wrapped up last week. At Friday's closing bell, the Dow Jones lost 145 points, ending at 38,627. Faithward Advisors is a Christian financial planning firm helping faithful stewards do more. Find out more at faithwardadvisors.com. Some areas of the country may celebrate today as President's Day, but officially today's holiday is Washington's birthday. I am Rob West with a Faith and Finance Minute. George Washington, of course, was our first president. His image is on the $1 bill and the quarter. Here's some financial advice from George Washington from a letter he wrote to a Mr. Welch, a man who owed Washington a lot of money and wasn't making the payments. Washington found out that not only was Welch not paying up, he was trying to borrow from other people. Washington wrote, To contract new debts, Mr. Welch, he said, is not the way to pay old ones. You know, someone once put the same advice this way. If you're in a financial hole, the best thing to do is stop digging. Discover the best Christian financial articles, podcasts, and videos by visiting our website, faithfi.com, or by downloading FaithFi, Faith and Finance from your app store. Coming up on the 5 o'clock report, finding a needle in a haystack, except this time it was a wedding ring and the haystack required dumpster diving. We've got the story after one last look of weather with Kevin Williams. Here is your Family Life Regional weather forecast after spell of wintry weather, including snow and lake effect, cold air and ice. We've got some milder days ahead. Tonight will be cold. Skies arrange from clear to partly cloudy, low temperatures generally in the teens. Then for tomorrow and Wednesday, a good deal of sunshine and turning milder. High temperatures tomorrow will be in the 30s to near 40. High temperatures on Wednesday will be in the 40s to near 50. Thank you, Kevin. Finally at 5, the Greenville, South Carolina Public Works Department searched six dumpsters looking for a woman's wedding ring that had slipped off her hand as she recycled some cardboard. That's when Melanie Harper started the great big dig. In my head, I imagined the Price is Right game, Plinko. <laughs> the ring just like plinking down to the bottom <laughs> because I stayed for quite a while and um, just gave up because I was like it's not on the top layer not likely I'm getting it. She sent a message to the public works department not expecting much but when the crew came in the next day it was all hands on deck to find that wedding ring. What can we do to get this ring? I said I know if it was my wife uh, I'd have to get it. One by one, every dumpster's contents were spread on the ground. When I got in in the morning, I talked to the guys. I said, let's dump it on the ground and search and see if we could find it. And I was like, ah. I was just pushing stuff out the way. I just found it. One of the moments you just, you know, think you're not going to find it, and you find it. Melanie celebrates her 30th wedding anniversary this summer, and she'll do so with her ring on her hand. She says she is getting it resized and doing acts of kindness while she waits. It also makes me think to maybe go above and beyond in my daily interactions. What can I do to move forward and spread that kindness that was done to me? A heart of gratitude for the men that dug through the trash for a stranger. And that's the world that we live in for Monday, the 19th of February. I'm Sarah Harnish, and this is the 5 o'clock report on Family Life.